party people! Welcome once again to the Party of One podcast, where the gaming table is always set for two. I am your host as always, Jeff Stormer. This week I am joined by comedian, podcaster, and good friend Uncle Yo for a game of The Secrets of Cats. Secret of Cats is a fake core setting in which you play ordinary house cats. That is to say, mystical guardians with an otherworldly understanding of magic the dream world and threats mystical and arcane. As you defend the burdens that you've been assigned to protect from threats both mundane and mystical. Obviously, obviously, this is a game that I'm really into, and I can't wait for you to hear it. Secrets of Cats is one of Fate Core's Worlds of Adventure, a series of pay-what-you-want PDF campaign settings for Fate Core, supported by the Evil Hat Publishing Patreon. If you like the game and you enjoy what you're hearing and you want more cool settings for Fate Core, which is one of my favorite role-playing games, probably my favorite role-playing game, you should head over to patreon.com slash evilhat. You can find that at patreon.com slash evilhat, or check the link in the show notes. Finally, a brief note before we dive in, I'm going to be at a ton of gaming conventions this November. You should totally find me and say, hey, I'm going to be at Metatopia in Morristown, New Jersey, November 2nd through the 5th, Akatacon in Dayton, Ohio, November 9th through the 12th, and PAX Unplugged in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, November 17th through the 20th. Though technically I do live in Philadelphia, so I'll also be in Philadelphia like the 21st onward and before the 17th. Just at me. Just at me if you're in Philadelphia and we'll hang out. Anyway, I hope to see you at the cons. Also, tonight, that is September 26th, if you are listening to this as it comes out, which you should, because it's great, I'm going to be a panelist on friend of the show Matt Camp's live Dungeons & Dragons comedy show Dungeon Pals in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. It is going to be so much fun. It is one of my favorite comedy shows, obviously, because it involves playing Dungeons & Dragons. It is going to be a blast. We are playing Dungeons & Dragons 1st Edition, The Red Box, and I could not be more excited. That is going to be a good, good comedy theater at 7 p.m. tonight, September 26th, in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. I really hope to see you there. And with all that out of the way, let's throw it over to me in the past so that he can get started with the show. Take it past me. Thanks, future me. This week, I am sitting down once again with Uncle Yo. Uncle Yo, thanks for coming back on Party of One. It's such a pleasure. I had such a great time the first one, and you guys have been on a roll recently. I've been really feeling it. I'm... I'm really proud of where we're at right now with the show. And so thank you for saying that. It means a lot. <laughs> I mean, it's a, it's a wonderful feeling that we have this kind of intimacy in both the RPG and the role-playing uh, 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 micro-niche is that mm-hmm. fans and friends can really just come from the same track of life. We're all here for a great game. Yeah, and it's the, one of the great things about doing this podcast has been that, like, the overlay between f- between like fan of the show, listener of the show, and friend is so thoroughly a circle that like it just it's really nice. So before we dive in, um, is there anything? Why don't you go over uh, anything you want the audience at home to know about? Any projects you've got going on, etc. Don't go on my computer, cat, please. <laughs> That's very appropriate, uh, given that uh, we're playing Secret of Cats today. Uh, I had a very intense cat-related dream last night. Um, anything that is up and coming, there's a secret project that just got launched today that is going to be exclusively to the Columbia University MFA Theater Directing Program, but maybe more on that uh, throughout my Twitter. But otherwise, I just want to coast through. I want to have a great fall, which requires a lot of RPGs, which thanks to you and uh, the, the stuff that you've been doing last year, I intend to run a lot of 10 Candles this upcoming October for friends and family. I love Ten Candles so much. What a good, that is a fantastic, uh, one of my favorite horror games that uh, exists. It's, it's a real good one. 
So, uh, this week we are playing The Secret of Cats. It is a Fate World of Adventure, which is their, uh, Patreon-supported, uh, setting program for Fate Core. Uh, you can find information about that at uh, patreon.com slash evilhat. Um, it, and Secret of Cats, I am very excited about. The premise is, in a nutshell, um, cats, for as much as they try to disrupt our podcast recordings... Cats are also uh, mystical protectors of us against threats, mundane and supernatural alike. They watch over their burdens, which is the term for anyone, for the people and places in a cat's life. It drips with irony. It really does. Um, they protect their burdens, they watch over them, and they, they, in secret, one of the laws of being a cat is that they, is that you can never let the humans know what we do. And you protect them from, like I said, secrets or threats both normal and supernatural. So why don't you introduce us to our cat this week? Give us both your uh, human name, the name that the humans gave you, and your true name, because all cats have three names. So you're going to give us two of those three names. And the third one I want you to write down, but never tell anyone. <laughs> Not a, not a problem. So this week we're taking some inspiration from a recently launched a movie uh, from 20th Century Fox called Logan. And uh, we're going to be bringing to the front and center, known locally by uh, the people who live in the apartment complex as the uh, cannonball, is a giant orange spherical ball of muscle whose uh, true name is Ghost Speaker. Ghost Speaker. Known throughout the uh, Greenside Towers communal park, large and in charge, uh, the cat that you don't want to mess with. <laughs> Very much so. I've peed on every corner and entrance, and while normally, well, I, I gotta try to drop that southern accent, normally squirrels are gonna ha try to hoard their nuts for the winter, In the winter I hoard squirrels. Damn. <laughs> wow, excellent. I'm so excited. Um... So, our story begins, as I said, Greenside Towers, a an industri or an, an urban communal park. The way it, the the buildings of Greenside Towers, which is a series of apartment complexes, uh, in an unnamed and frankly unimportant city, um, because you're a cat and you don't really know anything beyond Greenside Towers. Greenside Towers is a series of apartment buildings that are all built to face basically one another. They have entrances that lead out to the street, and then they all kind of, the backs of the buildings all face one another, which creates this sort of shared backyard between all of the apartments and apartment complexes. It is, um, fairly nice for a city, so, like, there's still a couple dumpsters back there where, where the trash collection is, so it's not the nicest, but, you know, it's clean, and there's, a uh, a few people have set up a community garden back there. Uh, there's some lawn chairs that the, that the, uh, the Robinson family has been very nice about. Um, feel free to just sit there and, you know, relax, enjoy. This is your domain. This is your sacred territory. This is what you must protect. Our story begins late October, just before Halloween. Of a thing known in the city... That you have picked up from your burdens as mischief night. The sun has started to set. 
you know that this is when the neighborhood kids, which is your first threat that you're going to, that's, that you, the threat that is on your radar is that the neighborhood kids are going to come around and try and, uh, mess up the neighborhood. You know, they're going to try to teepee things, they're going to try to egg things. You can always, you can always hope for the best, but you can always expect human behavior. This is true. Um, Mischief Night is upon us. Where do we find Ghost Speaker? As the sun's going down, he spent most of the day uh, sleeping beneath a uh, a Ford pickup truck. Not even in the truck bed when he wants to show off. But tonight he's just laying low. A lot of higher weeds, uh, two recycle cans that he's going to slink between and around. So for the most part, he's taking a look over by the entrance where someone has to open and close uh, the wheeled uh, standard metal fence that has that works for the parking lot because behind buildings is where burdens tend to keep their giant giant cars and the such. Mm-hmm. So he's just under a pickup truck, looking around the street, looking around to see if anyone else is checking into the territory. Everything is uh quiet and serene. A few people are sitting on the lawn chairs drinking. A few people are. You can see a few people on their um on their balconies. You know um. Uh, trick-or-treaters have started to go from building to building along the hallways collecting candy because the a complex started up their own separate trick-or-treating thing separate mm-hmm. from Halloween. It was sort of a... It was the decision made by the board. They didn't really want... They kind of figured this is a way to build friendships among the complex, right? Mm-hmm. There's that one woman up on the second floor who... Uh... The whole apartment is just reeking of cloves right now. She's wearing even longer, even blacker robes than she's used to. She seems to be having a ball. Oh, yeah. Clara. She's she's nice. She she, you know, she's one of the few people that like stops to give you treats and snacks and things because she um, she's not she she's more into uh, mean cats than some of the other people in the complex. So she's one of the few people that has stopped to, like, take care of you or just, you know, stop by and give you a little bit of, like, uh, canned tuna from time to time. Clara's nice. (laughs) Long story short, she gets it. So, um, yeah. Trick-or-treaters are out and about. The sun has started to set. It is twilight. The city... The streetlights are just starting to pop on. You can see them coming from down the street, starting to pop, like, light up down the way. It is quiet for now. And then another cat shows up. Frightened, anxious, looking over their shoulder. You can't tell if she's just a regular cat anxious or if something has happened. But she's looking for, she's looking for someone, and, uh, being that you are uh, a consultant for the local parliament of cats, you have a feeling you know who she's looking for. Well, I'm gonna come out from, uh, under the, under the truck. I'm not gonna try to spook her. I'm just going to, uh, growl very lowly. (laughs) You nonetheless, you nonetheless startle her pretty badly. Because, like, she's clearly anxious about something. But she's also definitely just cat anxious. <laughs> so, like, your low growl, she goes, huh, huh, huh. Okay, no, that's fine. We were looking for you. Okay. Huh. Okay. It's all. Huh. 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 Breathe. Breathe. Carol Ann, breathe. 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 Carol Ann, don't. I shouldn't have said that. 
ignore that I said Carolyn. My name is uh, my name is Messenger. It's not Carolyn. Please don't call me Carolyn. Based on your name, it seems that you have something that you want to deliver. How are you holding up tonight? Their uh, kids harassing you? Uh, no more, no more than usual. Um, it's fine. I uh, I saw a mouse, and that was very exciting. I'm still trying to calm down a little bit. Uh, man, you didn't see a mouse come by, did you? Cause no, it's not important. That's not important right now. That's not important right now. Anyway, <laughs> okay, no, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. I thought I saw the mouse. It's good. She um. She settles down. She starts licking herself just to, like, calm down. You know, she's, she starts, she scratches a little bit. And she's got a collar with a little, she's got a collar, like a pink collar. Uh, she's, she's very shiny and soft looking. She's, she is a homebody cat. So, like, scratch, you can tell she's not scratching fleas. She's just scratching to try to calm down. All right, well, I'm going to just bread loaf if that's the case. Just not stand up full straight. Just lie down and do that cat thing where the legs simply vanish. I'm going to bread loaf and uh, wait for her to calm down. She sees that. She uh, she sees that. She kind of settles into a bread loaf as well. She's like, okay, it's fine. It's all good. We're good. We're breathing. Yes, I, messenger, came to give you ghost speaker a message of great importance. I'm all ears. You remember Tommy Tubuckle, right? What about him? Make me uh make me a lore roll. Okie dokie. Our first fate roll. Our first and, fate. And uh roll. that gives me uh, so I have lore under plus 3. So yes. how many dice is that going to be? You're going to roll so the way that fate rolls work is you're going to roll four fate dice. Okay. And then you are going to add plus 3 to that result. And then once we get the number, uh, we can we we can see about using some fate points, invoking some aspects, that kind of thing. All right, coming your way. So first, I'm gonna roll four die. Yep. The result is three blanks and a dash. Do you want to okay. call that a dash or a negative? A uh, negative. So that's a so that's gonna be a two total. Um, okay. You want to get. A, this is going to be not super difficult because he's a local legend. So I'm going to call it a three. So if you, if you invoke one of your aspects, which is to say, if you look at one of your aspects and say, this is going to help me in this situation, um, then you get to add plus two to your result mm-hmm. or re-roll your dice, which in this case, you'll probably want to add plus two. Yeah, I'm just going to... I, at that point, I'm going to evoke Parliament Consultant because I uh, also talk with a lot of uh, disputes within the cat community. So yeah. even if I've not interacted with the cat, enough people have come with difficult problems. I have a friend who blank or this other cat is giving me blank. So you've heard of Tom. You've heard of Tommy Tubuckle. Tommy was uh, a neighborhood bully. You've heard... Stories upon stories of all of the various forms of hell that Tommy used to wreak upon the younger kids. He was an older kid, maybe 14, 15. He would just wreak hell on the younger kids. He would, he would, you know, chase cats around. He was just a, a rude little shit. He's also not lived in the neighborhood in, gosh, at least since you were alive. Which, I mean, you're not the youngest cat, so. You know that he left before you were born, before you moved to the Greenside Towers. 
presumably he's got to be a like an adult by now, right? Tends to be how humans age. Messenger, um, she she sees the recognition in your eyes and she stands up and says, "He is um, he's back and." Well, there's no easy way to put this. He's not an adult. He should be. It's been best estimate that uh best estimate that the uh the ledger keeper could take. He should be 75? No, 55, 75, something like that. It's been a long time since he was in the neighborhood. Really mm-hmm. one of the first residents of the towers, but um he's back and he's still 15. Still 15. Still the body of a young child. Yeah. Which that's not, uh, not the way that humans, uh, do things. They tend to get older as time goes on, so. The messenger, was he seen wandering the streets, or is he back in what used to be his old house next to, uh, the firehouse? He is, um, gosh, there's really, I'm sorry to kind of put this on you. He's... In the towers. He got past my notice. Yeah. We don't know, um, that's the thing. He got past your notice. He got past guard tower. He got past... He got past eye in the sky. He got past everyone. It's kind of like he just showed up. In the towers. If you catch my drift. Hmm. They were right to send you down here. Messenger, can I ask who sent you? Was it the Parliament? Was it Eye in the Sky? Was it Gargoyle? It was Minister. It was Prime Minister. This comes all the way from the top. And then that's when she starts, that's when she starts, like, walking in a circle. That's when she starts batting at her tail a little bit. That's when her ears start twitching. You know, as soon as she says the name Prime Minister, that's... I think, like, that's when she kind of, it, it hits that this is, this is real. And that's kind of when it hits that, uh, that's kind of when it hits you, too. Hmm. I'm going to take some time to look into this. What kind of trouble is he causing? Same as normal. Uh, you know, showing up chasing kids through the hallways. Locked, locked one of the, locked one of the indoor cats. Locked him in the closet. Burdens didn't know. Burdens didn't know he was in there. Damn thing! Nearly had a stress. Nearly had a stress attack. Nearly passed out from the stress. Messenger, how long has he been back? Just showed up tonight. Been a few hours. Just started to get the first reports in. As soon as we got all the details, we said we we uh we knew what the stakes were. We knew that this is serious. We. Knew that something not natural was happening, so we said, talk to the ghost speaker. So here we are. Here I am. Would have come sooner, but, um, I still, I swear I saw that mouse around here. I am so sorry for taking, for taking a little longer, but I just, I just, I really wanted to catch him. I, sorry, distracted. Ghost speaker is just going to stand up, fold his uh, ears back. You done well. Find some place low to hide down. I need to deal with this before midnight. 
He's going to turn his uh going to turn turn his back to Messenger, walk toward the opposite end of the garden. You turn your back to Messenger and you hear um a rustle of freshly fallen fall leaves from some of the artificially planted trees. You hear the rustle of some freshly planted leaves. You look back. Messenger looks like she was never even there. You walk back to the you walk back to the garden. Old lady uh old lady Callahan is uh she's doing some gardening. She looks over at you. She kind of like scowls for a minute thinking that you're going to cause some trouble. She kind of reaches for her uh she reaches for her little spade as she's trying to plant some things. She sort of like gets ready to like shoo you off, but you kind of have a moment where you lock eyes. What do you do? I'm going to I'm going to meow, not uh not my not my loudest. I'm just going to lightly mew and I'm going to uh continue on my way. How does she look? It's a little late for her to be tending the garden. You say she's holding a spade? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's like um it she's she's digging up a few of her like uh decorative flowers and she's starting to pot them because she's going to move them inside for the winter mm-hmm. but she is um her hands are uh make me a notice roll actually the you difficulty for this is going to be another three mm. so my notice is a plus two so you're going to have me roll uh two dice four fate uh you're always going to roll four fate dice and then add the value that is associated with that skill coming your way plus plus blank Minus. Okay, so that's a plus one, so you got exactly a three. So you got you're it. going to get a partial success. Uh if you invoke an aspect, you get a full success. What would be my consequences of either? Um a partial success, you'll you'll be able to sense her immediate emotional state. You'll be able to get a sense of what the people in the complex are probably feeling right now. Mm-hmm. If you get a full success, I will allow you to ask any one question. Uh, and get an honest answer. And basically, basically, how you're reading her and your interaction and how she reacts when you meow will allow you to get the answer to any one question that you've got in mind. Oh, I see. How about I evoke the aspect under my burden of the communal parkside towers? I yep. know these people from their back lawn, so yep. I will invoke that. You you meow, um, and she kind of, you know, she's reaching for her spade, She's never been the nicest, but, you know, much like Clara, she kind of, she, she, she's seen you around for your entire life. So, like, she's never been the nicest to you, but she's always kind of had that, like, he's one of us attitude. You know, Mm. there was, there was the, uh, the new sort of head of the tenants association that tried to, like, call animal control and she... She dragged him into an apartment building, closed the door. 20 minutes later, he came out like he came out beat red in the face and she was holding a newspaper and he said, cannonball stays. End of meeting. <laughs> All so, right. But Could she's be- kind of um, at this moment, she is kind of she's reaching for her. She reaches for her spade. She kind of sees it's you. She puts her spade down, but her hands are shaking and she's kind of. Her face is a little harder. The lines are a little more pronounced than there were before. Now, you say I get to ask uh, you, the GM, one question? Yes, ask me, the GM, one question, and you will get an honest answer. 
I'm going to go with the big one. I'm going to ask, why is she... Hmm. Why is she upset? You, um... Okay, yeah, I know exactly why she's upset. Um, I love this moment in the podcast. She is upset. You, you kind of, she stands up. And she, um... She picks up her pail. She picks up, she picks up the pots, right? She kind of, and she kind of, like, walks over, and she stops, and she looks at one of the, uh... The mailboxes for the complex are all inside the communal park, right? Like, they're all, that way, that way, they're kind of protected. The mail person comes in, and you can kind of get it. So, unlike, say, traditional apartment complex mailboxes, where they only have a number, they've kind of added sort of the homely touch of, uh... Added the homely touch of names. They've put names on the mailboxes, right? They have their numbers, but they have names so that people feel like this is their home and not just an apartment. Mm-hmm. She goes and she checks the mailbox, and it is, uh, it is two buckle. The mailbox is the mailbox. The name on the mailbox is um, it's Callahan hyphen two buckle. So it's it's two names. It's two, but like the name two buckle on there is old, right? It mm. is it is a name tag. It was a name tag that was put on there. It's yellowed. It is kind of falling off a little bit. Callahan has kind of been put over it. My gosh. Okay. Some of us are able to move on more so than others. Oh, jeez. It might not even be that she's moved on. It might just be that, uh, you know, you're looking at this and you you kind of start to think that uh, she didn't move into that apartment until after Tommy had moved out. That's going to be Mrs. Callahan's apartment. I see. I'm going to want to get inside. Uh, with her with her right there, I want to see if I can sneak past her. Is her back door still open? Um, She's going to, uh, you know, she's going to open it in a moment because she's going to go back inside with her plants. You have a chance to uh, run in either stealthily or just kind of like barrel past her. So I'm going to ask you for either an athletics or a stealth roll. The athletics roll will have the consequence of even on a success, you will be noticed. And she's probably not going to be super thrilled that, that, the, that the neighborhood stray has run into her apartment. That's fair enough. However, I also want to get into uh, the hallway. So we're going to be- we're just going to have to cannonball our way through. All right. So here you come four fate die and we get a plus two to this. Oh, come back, come back. That's more like it. Plus, plus, minus, blank. All right, so that's a plus one. Um, I'm going to... I'm going to say that's a three, so, and I'm not, and I'm going to, since I've already put in the consequence of she knows that you're going there and she's not happy about it, we'll call that a success. Um, so you barrel through, you run right between her legs as she's kind of like, and like she almost trips and drops the plants, but... Mrs. Callahan's never going to drop those plants, right? Like, we know that. They're they're quite rooted to her hand. I'm going to run through her apartment, try to get to the entrance, and I'm going to scratch at the door and meow loudly. Okay, um, give me another athletics roll. Okay. Athletics, or do you think I have time 
to open my senses and see if there's anything, um, any supernatural problem here. Absolutely do that. Yes. Give me a, give me a seeking roll. And one of your stunts is preternatural awareness, which gives you the added ability for a plus two when using seeking to pick up supernatural threats. Coming your way. We're going to roll all four die. Same roll as before, plus, plus, blank, and minus. All right, so that is a plus four total, which is very good. Um, that is enough for you to, again, ask me one question after I tell you uh, what you sense on the other side of that door. You sense it even before you, before you get to the door. You run between her legs. You barrel past her. Uh, you run in, and immediately you are hit. Something smells like formaldehyde, right? It smells old and bitter. And it feels, you feel a heat, right? Like, you feel an an anger and a, and a displacement. And there's just something unsettling in the apartment. And you start scratching at the door, and your paws almost burn a little bit. It's like feeling the front, it's like feeling the door when there's fire on the other side. You know, you do the, you do the palm test. Mm-hmm. You, you feel it, and there's just a heat, and you almost recoil a little bit. My beans are getting refried on my paws. Ask me a question. My question to you, does this apartment itself, the space, feel like a spiritual anchor for this anger? Or, uh, because that tells me whether I'm dealing with a ghost or something like a reanimated uh, zombie, which is my my big concern. So my question to you is this space being used actively as a supernatural anchor? You have dealt with ghosts before. You are the ghost speaker. That is your true name. I gathered. This is 100% the anchor for something. It's not... You've, you've talked to full-on ghosts before, right? You've talked to... You've, you've dealt with full-on someone has died... And their spirit has come back for business. This is not that. You get the sense that um, Tommy Tubuckle might still be alive somewhere. Like, he's not dead. This isn't... You're standing there and you, you feel it. This isn't really a ghost per se. There's not... The form of Tommy Tubuckle is not literally what has come back. But something has taken the form of Tommy Tubuckle and has channeled something about Tommy Tubuckle in this space, on this night, in this hallway, in this anchored to this place. So it is an anchor, but not quite perhaps for a ghost, but for something ghost-like. All right, I'm going to claw at the door and hopefully Ms. Callahan Tubuckle is going to uh, open it and... Uh... Get me out. It's the quickest way. She doesn't have to touch me. She knows she doesn't want to touch want to touch me. I'm greasy. Yeah, um, that's exactly what happens. You you're clawing at the door. She she slams the potted plants down on the table. She throws open the door. She kind of kicks at you a little bit, but you're already on the other side of the door. So it's not like she's trying to she's not trying to kick you. She's just trying to be like, get get out of here. Get out of here, cat. <laughs> run out into the hallway you're in the hallway um you you get outside and you see mischief night has just started but someone has mischief up this apartment hallway real real good i mean there's like tp is hanging from 
TP is hanging from the rafters and light fixtures. Got TP is hanging from the light fixtures and the rafters. Eggs have been smashed onto doors. Classics. Potted plants have been knocked over. Dirt is everywhere. There's dirty footprints. Dirty footprints. A shoe print or animal print? A shoe print. Um, You can tell it's a shoe print. You can tell it is uh, teen-aged. You can make me a notice or a seeking roll because you can because uh, you can make a notice or a seeking roll using your predator natural awareness stunt to tell more information about the footprints. Let's go with uh, seeking and predator natural awareness. So I like this about stunts. So do stunts ever go away? No, they are just a thing you are really good at. As you long got as it. you you use them, they, they are a thing that you can do well. And let's go with Seeking. Try to make it a supernatural ability. Yeah. Not good. We've got three minuses and a blank. Uh, if you want to invoke an aspect, uh, you have one fate point left because I haven't compelled you yet, which I'm going to start doing now. Um, if you start, if you want to use that last fate point that you've got already to invoke an aspect, you can re-roll those dice. Uh, at the moment, nothing nothing fits in, so I'm I'm fine wandering around okay. without a clue at the moment. Okay, so then, yeah, uh, then I am going, then, now I'm going to compel one of your aspects and say, uh, what I, I'm going to, the way that compelling works is I make a proposition. Mm-hmm. You can either, uh, take the problem, take a fate point, and get in trouble, or you can... Look at one of your at, or you can uh, reject it. Give me a fate point, and that creates an aspect that represents you uh, fighting that instinct. So what oh, I'm going geez. to say is, um, pride is your downfall. Your ears perk up, both your cat ears, but also your spiritual senses, your sixth sense, so to speak. Your spiritual sense perks up. Something's wrong here, right? Something is up, but you're too proud to stop and take the time and study the scene. So your failure, the reason that you don't pick up on details about the footprints is because you've simply decided, I don't need them. I don't need to investigate this. I need to act. And there that's you have get, it. And that's going to get you cornered by a threat. I'll take it. Done. You get an extra fate point. All right, uh, that brings that brings my total up to what at the moment? Uh, you have two fate points at the moment. You Copy that. You started with three, and you invoked two for different roles. Okay. Um, so you're cornered. You're 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 stalking around. You're not noticing the details. You're not what you're not noticing is that these these shoe prints are uh, Converse Chuck Taylors, but old. 70s Chuck Taylors, like full on from the 70s. They've, you know, they updated, not, they don't have the updated outsoles. What you're not noticing is that they seem they don't form right away. And that they don't always have two sets of footprints, almost like someone is fading in and out. When you don't notice any of these things until you're at the end of the hallway with the hmm. doorway to, uh, the stairwell? Uh, well, there's the door. You're actually, the stairwell is on the other far end of the hallway. 
That's the mm-hmm. problem. You're actually in the doorway against Mr. Uh, Mr. Pitsaki's apartment, which is the landlord, the superintendent for this particular building in the complex. And he does not like cats. So there's no effort. You're not going to be able to claw at this doorway and get into this apartment. And if you do, there's if you do, you're going to have a whole other threat to deal with. Yeah, crap. Uh, you turn around and standing there in what I can only describe as 70s bully clothing is Tommy Tubuckle. Oh, I picture it. It's like a rerun of the Wonder Years. I'm facing Big Brother Wayne. Yep, ex- exact. Yep, it's exactly what you're facing. <laughs> All right, describe to me. Uh, can you take a moment to describe to me what Tommy Tubuckle looks like? Yes, he is wearing uh capri pants. So he's wearing flood. He's got the he's got the exposed ankles. Um, the jeans are tight. He's got tight capri pants, which is a great look. Um, he's wearing a blue windbreaker with a big purple uh, color block on it. Mm-hmm. He is holding uh, a carton of eggs. He's tossing one up and catching it. He is wearing, of all things, like an evil, uh, like a demon cat mask, of all things. One of those real 70s, like, plastic masks, elastic string tied in the back. But he's kind of got it cockeyed, so you still see his face. Oh, now it got creepy. And, um, yeah. And he's looking at you, and you're looking in his eyes. You've, mm-hmm. you've, you've seen, you've looked at, you've seen bullies before. You know, you know that sort of mixture of power hungry and sad. He doesn't have that. You've seen ghosts before. You know that sort of mix of mournful and obsessively driven. He doesn't have that. What he's got is just empty, hollow, angry, just aimless, sort of a rage without purpose, chaos without purpose, mischief without purpose. Oh, geez. All right. I'm going to attempt something and uh, you walk me through if it's uh, if it's doable or not. I'd okay. like to, I'd like to ask, I'd like to, uh, bring up my true name of Ghost Speaker. That'd be the aspect. The skill I want to use is naming. And I want to see if by calling out Tommy Tubuckle's, uh, name to the spirit, if I can either, uh, pause it or get it to turn away from me. I want to see if naming the, naming the skin that it's wearing is going to have some effect uh, on it. Otherwise, this may go much deeper and it may just be a mask that this this thing is wearing. Yeah. Um I will absolutely allow you to do that. Um so walk me through the mechanical, walk me through the steps of it again. You want to use your ghost speaker aspect, your skill mm-hmm. of what was the skill you were going to use? I want to go with naming, which is yes. my one of my plus 2s. Great. Perfect. Actually, that's going to be perfect. So you've invoked that aspect of Ghost Speaker. So uh, make your skill roll, which is your four fate dice plus two. And I'm going to try to say to it, (laughs) just in cat speak, because uh, if ghosts can understand me, then maybe this one can understand me as well. Yep. That that plastic mask ain't the only false part about you. If you are Tommy Tubuckle, you have been untouched from this plane. 
I will tell you now to turn away and leave your mischief for another night. One plus and three blanks. Um, okay, so that is a total of three, plus that invocation is five, which is great. Uh, and in fact, that's going to be exactly enough to do to make something very cool happen. Um, Meow. As soon as you say the words Tommy Tubuckle, he uh, starts to burn a little bit. It's almost like Tommy Tubuckle is starting to burn away. What is left is just he burns away. You've you've named you gave the true you gave the name Tommy Tubuckle, and while it was not his true name, the it fades away, and now suddenly before you is just this black cloud in the middle of it. It kind of like slinks onto a wall, and it is the black cloud. Single red dot surrounded by this black cloud perched on the wall. Oh, jeez. Black dot, must get the black dot, must get the black dot. No, not laser pointer. Focus. I'm going to try to... I'm going to try to pounce on top of it. Okay, uh, make me a, a fight roll. I'm going to fight, and I've also got the stunt pounce. Yes. Tell me what Let's... pounce does again. Let me pull up the exact wording of it. There we go. Plus two to your fight roll when you make your first attack of a conflict from ambush. I will allow that here. Yeah, absolutely. Because, like, you've been, you know, you were sort of staring each other down and then you've attacked. I will absolutely call that an ambush. Let's get the sucker. You want to get a four. Okay. One plus one minus two blanks. So you have exactly a five. So you have dealt it some stress. Um, you pounce, you grab it, you actually, this is a moment that you will tell the parliament about later, and they will not believe you, because you have done something that, among the few times that you've been around parliament social functions, you've just done something that no one has ever done, and a lot of cats think can't be done. Go on. You caught the laser pointer and pulled it off of the wall. Dear kitten. I caught it once. I held it in my paw for five whole minutes. When I moved, it had vanished, but it can be caught. You 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 caught the you caught the red dot on the wall. You grab it. It's this little think like the size of a cough drop, because it comes off of the wall. Like it was just a point of light, but you pull it off of the wall. And it's just this little glowing ball about the size of a cough drop. Inky cloud surrounds the both of you. And in an instant, it is going to uh, strike back at you. I'm going oh, to make, crap. I am going to make a fate roll to tell you what you have to defend against. And so fate is always four dice being rolled. Yes, always four dice plus your skill. Oh, that's excellent. I like that it's just a universal uh, mechanic that then gets uh, added and uh, contorted based on the character and the skills that you mm-hmm. select. Yeah, it's really, and it's it's neat and it's simple. Like, it's easy to pick up and, like, piece things together. That makes it so friendly for even, like, a crazy uh, uh, crossover. Like, you have a Roman centurion could be on the same field as, mm-hmm. a, as a cyborg duck. Mm-hmm. Especially when you get, when they, when they, when you get into, uh, 
another version of Fate, which is Fate Accelerated, which I really love, where all of the skills are just approaches. So it's just literally uh, clever, flashy, careful, etc. It makes it really great. It's a great superhero game because, like, it's not so much what Batman and Superman can do different, can, what their respective power levels are. It's how they approach a situation impacts the narrative. It's very cool. Anyway, you need to defend against a four as it pulls you into this cloud and suddenly you are watching. You think you're seeing time distort around you. One of the biggest part, one of the hardest parts about being a ghost speaker is that also means being a ghost listener. So I'm going to choose not to resist this. I'm going to choose to go along with it. Okay. It may it may open up and give me some empathy, which is not a skill of mine, but it does help me understand where this thing is coming from. And if you know its origins and what it wants, you know how to stop it. Okay, uh, so take a fate point as you are taken out of the conflict, and you fall into this black abyss. And suddenly, around you, time is starting to distort a little bit. Time and space. You're seeing things from all over the complex. You're seeing Tommy Tubuckle reemerges and like reemerges and gives a kid is giving a kid a wedgie. Then you see the brick house boys. Those, you know, those two that the the brothers from the from the old brick house apartments up the block. God, that you you've never you've never seen them. They you have not heard of the brick house boys since maybe the 30s or 40s. Brick house boys are here like knocking at like knocking out lights hitting lights with baseball bats, the like the outdoor lights. Mm-hmm. Then you see, uh... Then you see little Brayden. And Brayden, you know Brayden, he's a smart kid. He just gets it in his head that he wants to, like, troll things sometimes. He's one of the current bullies. You see him, like, uh... You suddenly see him in the outdoor garden, lighting up the few... Lighting the few plants that Mrs. Callahan hasn't brought inside. You see him lighting them on fire. How old does Mrs. Callahan look? Uh, she's actually, this looks like it's happening right now, so you don't see her. You assume she's still in the apartment. But it also seems like it might be happening, but also he's doing this and it looks like it's also like 3 o'clock in the morning. Despite the fact that you know it was just like 7.30. So like, you're seeing things from past and present and future. But it's also all happening tonight. Like, the Brickhouse boys are walking with Brayden tonight. Tommy Tubuckle is beating kids up tonight. All of these bullies and mischief makers from all through time are just converging on this place. Something is channeling unbridled chaos and mischief and mayhem on this one location at this one time. I need to ride as hard as this is going to be. I need to ride this out. If it's white water, then I've got to go limp and loose despite the rocks that my psyche's going to crash against. I need to feel the core of where this is. It's located somewhere in this building, and that's where I need to set up a ward. That's where I need to take the fight. Give me a preternaturally aware seeking roll. Coming your way. It's one of my plus one skills, but... Ooh, this goes bad. Two blanks, two minuses. Uh, okay, so that is going to be a plus one. Um, the problem, so you succeed, and that's a really bad thing. 
You sense because <laughs> you sense exactly where all of this chaos is coming from. Mm-hmm. You sense exactly what is causing all of this. What is causing all of this harm? And suddenly, suddenly, uh, the things start to get worse. Suddenly, Tommy Tubuckle is just straight up beating up. Is straight up just like punching a kid and like beating up a kid. Suddenly. The Brickhouse boys are kicking down doors and, like, robbing people. Suddenly, like, it's just escalating and getting worse and worse. And it's turning from chaos into carnage. And it doesn't seem like that's happening until much later in the night. Like, there's still time for you to stop it. But, like, you're just getting this sense of this overwhelming chaos and carnage and mayhem that's just going to keep getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And fuck. It's centered right the fuck here. Here in the building or in the uh, in the landlord's apartment? Here in that little cough drop sized red dot that you're stare that you have that like is directly on top of you. <laughs> well, this jackass has to go. And I have to take the red dot with me. This is bad. I need to, I have to get it outside and uh, kill off a smaller animal and get some kind of a ward set up. Um, this is gonna, this is gonna suck, but I can't carry anything because I don't have the, uh, I don't have the pocket stunt. So I've just got to cling it into my mouth and try to run through, get to a front door and get out. Give me an opposed fight roll as it tries to, um, as it tries to, uh, Use the, it tries to just, like, magically, like, force itself out of your mouth, basically, as you try to, like, make your way through. I don't blame it. I'm going to charge down the hall, down to where where one of the uh, uh, Brick Brothers has thrown a stone through a window. Could have been 40 years ago, could have been tonight, but I'm going to wait until I get the aspect of a broken window. Yep. We've got two blanks and two pluses. Okay, that's a five. Uh, Yeah, you succeed... You actually succeed, uh, you do not succeed with style because you needed to get a four, so you succeed. You push, you, the window, you, you make it down there, you feel it, like, you're getting, like, periodically, like, you just get taken off of your feet, thrown into a wall, right? Like, it is fighting you with every bit of supernatural strength that it has, but suddenly that window shatters. You jump through it. You are on the outside. What do you do? Okay. Okay. That puts me on the street. I'm outside my territory which is not what my character was built for. <laughs> I've just got to charge. I've got to charge as best as I can. I want to see if I can take it to to the park. All the kids are going to be out for mischief night. No one is going to be around the park. If I can drop it down a sewer grate, just get it out and away is the key right now. I can set up a ward later, but right now it's got to leave the building. Okay, um, make me an athletics roll. This is again gonna be a, a now it's gonna be opposed, uh, and I'm actually going to, I'm actually gonna compel one of your, I'm actually gonna compel one of, or I'm going to, uh, invoke one of its aspects, which is I'm gonna give you a fate point and get you into trouble. Okay, which brings my fate point total up to four. Yes. Now remind me again. No three, because how... you spent you spent your ghost speaker. Ah, that's right. Now, remind me again of um, how I can invoke those uh, fate points. 
Uh, you can you can use the fate point and invoke an aspect. It always has to be tied to an aspect, either something mm. about the scene or one of your character aspects. So, like, you invoke, you could have invoked Broken Window had you not succeeded, because that was a detail that was added to the scene. Fair enough. You can use them in one of three ways. You can add two to a dice roll. Mm-hmm. You can re-roll your dice. Mm-hmm. Or you can add a detail to a scene. Oh, okay. So, for instance, um, for instance, one of your uh, one of your things is Parliament Consultant. You could spend it. You could spend. You could invoke that aspect to say, "I know where the other cats are going to be meeting." So, if you needed reinforcements, you could say, "I they're going to be here at this time." Yep. Except I wouldn't. Except pride is going to be my downfall. I, I could go also solo. Hit you for that. Yeah. So, like, it's. <laughs> So that's those are the three ways that you can invoke an aspect and spend a fate point. Very cool. Thank you so much. Now we're back on to uh, our opposed athletics, trying to get yes. this thing to a sewer grate, get it out of the building. Uh, you need to get a six. Because it is invoking uh, chaos and carnage, as literally now you are being chased by these 1930s uh, newsy outfit-wearing bullies with baseball bats. <laughs> The Roaring Twenties died very violently. And it looks like I may as well. I've got two minuses, a blank, and one plus. Yeah, so you could, uh, you're going to want to re-roll that. All right, I'm going to burn a fate point down yep. to two. Green, blue, or lavender? Let's switch with lavender, see what these four can give me. Come on, ghost speaker. Two pluses, two blanks. Okay, that is uh, your athletics. That is a four. So you are going to take stress, but you're going to get to the sewer grate. That works for me. So maybe, uh, uh, so you think a plus one or a plus two physical? Uh, you're taking two stress. So you can mm. take, so uh, you can either take a minor consequence or you can take stress. I'm taking a mild consequence. Okay. Um, in that case, what I'm going to propose is just, uh, brutally exhausted because you've had to like outrun bullies and like dogs are now chasing you because the thing, and you see it in the dog's eyes as it starts to chase you. One of these big, uh, one of these big, big great Danes, right? Oh, same kind of emptiness in the eyes, same kind of just hollow chaos, anger, undirected rage. It is seemingly it seemingly has has grown to to possess not merely ghosts but now it's straight up possessing people and things. Oh and man! All right, so I get it to the great, but I am exhausted. Yep. Uh, I gotta slink away and uh, regroup myself. I gotta get back to the building and set up some kind of award. And man, that great thing would be a great sacrifice, but I don't have a, a pickup truck to hit it with. Which that and a heart attack are the Great Dane's natural predators. That's true. Um, <laughs> you can spend an aspect to, uh, you can spend one of your, you can invoke an aspect. If you invoke an aspect right now, mm -hmm. I will allow you to add a small animal to just basically get the sacrifice. I'm not, uh, you can roll for it or you can spend an aspect and invoke one of your, uh, you can invoke either Territorial Warder or Communal Park or Parliament Consultant if you want, like, a cat to drop you off a dead rat or something. So it's up to you if you want to roll or spend a fate point. We're going to drop a fate point, bringing me down to one fate point. Mm-hmm. We're just going to, you know, we're rolling bare at this point. Uh, Parliament Consultant, I need Messenger to get back uh, with, uh, I, need a, I need a big subway rat. Yep. 
Exactly. I basically, I, I basically need something that someone mistook, mistook for a guinea pig. Yep. Um, she, you get, you get back to the complex and there is already a big old subway rat just sitting there dead. Like it's already there. And you're just like, okay, you see, you almost see her depart, but like she's messenger. She's that quick and that subtle that she's already gone. So you have the stuff for your, for your, however, I'm going to compel that exhaustion Ah. and say, um, you can set up a temporary ward, but you don't have the energy to, uh, protect, like to basically put the thing down. Right. Mm. The best you're going to be able to do is a temporary ward while you figure out another way to dispense with this thing. It will only last maybe an hour or a few hours. I'll go for it. If it's if it's temporary, done. yeah, done. So yeah, there's a fleeting there's a fleeting ward put on or rather uh make me make me that roll. Let's make a let's make a warding roll for this. You got it. Thank goodness that's my plus 4. 1 plus 1 minus 2 blanks. Uh okay, so that's a 4. Um yeah, that's enough to succeed. I would say it's only like a three to set up like a temporary fleeting thing. So you've got a f- you've got a few minutes, maybe an hour, maybe two hours, not a ton of time. Great. And you know that this thing is only going to get more powerful as Mischief Night goes on. Yeah, it will. My hope is, my long-term goal is to set up something where something else can absorb all of the uh, pain and frustration from this thing because it seems to be outward projecting I want to see if it can. Uh, I want to see if I can set up some uh, some straw man, either uh, a stone or God. I may have to use a I may have to use something big like a a human being or another cat or a really big dog. I don't like where this is going, but I can't have it destroying the territory because if it destroys this, it'll just move on to somewhere else. Well, uh, two things of note. One, uh, one of the laws of the Parliament of Cats is that you must never sacrifice a human to, uh, or a sacrifice, you must never sacrifice a sent, uh, a sapient being. Yeah, a cat or a person. A cat or a person to, uh, advance your magical power. So, like, if it's, if you've thought that, then this is as desperate as it can be. However... You were also very good at uh, spiritual absorption, which is to say building a spiritual link with someone. Mm-hmm. If there is someone that you know of that perhaps uh, has a spiritual attunement, that could create a really powerful bond that might be a weapon powerful enough to send this to push this thing back into the ether for maybe maybe a year, maybe forever, but at least at least for the night. I've got to scramble up. I have to get to the second floor. I have to get to Clara's window. Mm-hmm. The, just the smell of sage, nutmeg, and cloves. You can smell it even through uh, the closed window. Uh, given it's mischief night, she's either going to be uh, she's either going to be having her door open with like a trick or treat. Maybe she's watching a scary movie. She might even have some friends over. But she over decorates this place. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. Um, yeah, you actually get up there pretty easily. Um, the window is open. You do smell all, you smell sage and clove and, uh, 
just all sorts of incenses. You smell nutmeg and cinnamon and no, that one's actually, that one's actually just pump. That's just pumpkin spice. Uh, that one, that's, there's, there's, there's a lot of incense burning, but there's also just pumpkin spice, which damn, it's delicious is the thing. Damn you Yankee candles. (laughs) Um, and in there, Clara is, um, she is, uh, It Follows is playing on Netflix. She's not really paying attention to it. She's reading, like, an old ritual book. Um, you know, she periodically checks her phone and checks Twitter. Oh, I see. So she follows everything but It Follows. It's a great film. Full disclosure, I've not seen it, but I've heard very good things. And I want to see it real badly, which is why I put it in here so I can remind myself, future me, watch It Follows. It's Halloween season. All right. I got to find something to create a link with to pull in all of this residual anger and this need to hurt. Or if I can just diffuse it into into just playful mischief. That's also an option. Yeah, I, I want to lessen it somewhere. I mean, these are all very childish, angry impulses, and it hasn't maybe it has or hasn't spread to the adults yet. If I can diffuse it by just uh deflecting it off onto Clara or onto someone else, at least it won't be coming from one central point. Make me a notice roll to see if you can find something to forge a bond with Clara. Absolutely. Notice is going to be plus two. Let's stick with our uh, indigo blue die. You only want to get a three. That's a plus, that's a minus, and two blanks. All right, so that's a two. So if you invoke uh, one of your aspects... You can you can make that bond. That will allow you to use your absorb stunt, which will allow you to create a new aspect with a free invocation. So if you so basically you're basically you've you've already succeeded. Just tell me which of your aspects you want to succeed with this, and then I'll explain that further in a in a second. That's our last fate point. We're gonna go with communal park greenside towers. I know my people. I've looked into their uh windows enough. She has a few bowls of these big stones. She's got, like, um... They're kind of like koi pond stones. She's got a she's got a fish tank that she's been putting together. She doesn't have fish yet, but she's working on it. So she's got these fish stones that you're able to grab one. You forge a, you forge a bond. You kind of, like, uh, nudge it over to her. It touches her foot. Suddenly the two of you are linked. And you are knocked back. Oh, jeez. Because she is uh, wiser and more powerful than you realized. She has. She is uh, got an energy. She's got an energy and a wisdom. Just even not, even not necessarily like magical. She just knows enough that like there's power there. There's power in knowledge. So you forge this link, which means there is an aspect of spiritual link, which you can invoke for free, which is which means that you yeah, which means you can invoke that for free for any of those benefits. Yeah, I've got to. Okay. Immediately Im- immediately evoke. All right. Um so this is going to be a warding roll. You got it. This is going to be one final piece of warding magic. Actually, no, no, yeah, you're going to go with, you're going to try to just uh, diffuse it into, uh, I was going to make another a, a suggestion for how to make this a little easier for you, but, uh, you know, um, as a ghost speaker, 
that her kind of knowledge of spirits and rituals and things. Make me a naming roll. Ooh, okay. You want to get a four. Or, yeah, you want to get five. You want to get five. This is going to be tough. Ah, uh, this is very tough. Come on, guys. <sighs> Didn't get it. One plus three blanks brings okay. the total roll to three. That's fine. Um, that's fine. You still got your free invoke for this warding roll. You don't know its true name. It's hidden. Its true name is hidden somewhere, so you can't use that to exert power over it. So this is going to have to be, like you said, merely trying to find a way to funnel that magic. Mm-hmm. So make me that warding roll. You want to get an eight. Oh my god, Jeff. You've got plus four. You've got yes, a free so- invoke. You've got a free invoke, which is either a reroll of the dice or a plus two bonus. Oh, jeez. Can I tell you after the roll? <laughs> yes, you can actually, you can decide what you want to do with it after you roll. Yes, that is 100%, 100% an option. <sighs> Two pluses, one minus, one blank. That would bring me up to five. Statistics. That's, that's a seven. That's a seven with the invoke. Um, what I'm going to say, I'm going to offer you a hard choice. Lay it on. You can defuse this. You can... Its true name is just beyond your reach. Either you or the spirit of... Or Clara's spirit can reach it. But it will mean going into the ether far enough that you might not come back. Or that you might not come back... That your spirit might not come back the same. I'm already brutally exhausted at this uh at this point uh but if it takes to sealing it away there really is only one choice i'm going in you grab it it's true name uh kalazar you know i thought cal was gonna be the uh the first syllable for some reason that's 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 magic it's magic baby um kalazar it suddenly it hits you with perfect clarity. You say it. Give me give why don't you uh give me the invocation that puts this thing, that diffuses this thing, that sends this thing into the ether. Spirit of childish mischief, you've overgrown your bounds, lost sight of your purpose, and lost sight of your name. You are not rage, you are not vengeance. You are silly. You are children tripping down a sidewalk, tying shoelaces together. You are Chicken menstruation strewn over temporarily uh, inconvenience. You are silliness, not violence. You are, you are perk. You are perky. You are not dangerous. Return to where you are. Return to your side. Know that there will always be an adult who deserves their comeuppance. There will always be someone who needs a little fear, not pure terror. Return to the way you are. And I will come with you to the other side. You are Kalazar. Know your place. News reports on Halloween would say that the uh, Mischief Knight at the Greenside Towers was particularly crazy. There were broken windows. There were there was there was all sorts of uh, things got messed up. We get a brief shot of uh, Mrs. Callahan's garden. It's fine. It's fine. It has not. Nothing has been set on fire. 
Um, but the weird thing is that no, wit- no, nobody witnessed anything. There were no witnesses of, of the perpetrators. Police are looking into it, but, you know, it's mischief night. They're not really going to find any answers. Um, but it, it seems like, for the most part, uh, after a particularly chaotic start, Mischief Night seems to have gone less rough than, nicer than usual. Everything is fine. Halloween is here. Everyone is, is ready to celebrate, you know. Um, Monster Mash is playing on, is playing on the radio. We hear it over the air. No one seems to fully grasp what happened last night or what could have happened. Um, Clara doesn't remember doesn't remember a single thing. She she wakes up in the morning. She sees one of her stones is by her foot. She picks it up. She puts it back on the pile. She puts it in the fish tank. The only person we see that seems to have any reaction is old lady Callahan. She kind of walks out to her garden. She looks around. And she kind of takes a deep breath and she um she takes a deep breath and she smiles and says you did good, Cannonball. You did real good. And that's game. Whew. Dang! Shake it out. Shake it Ooh. off. Very cool, Jeff. I'm going to brush my face for a second because that got emotional. Yep, dedicated to the memory of Ball uh, Ball, my cousin's cat out in Hong Kong who uh, passed away very early before this recording, so... Got, got to meet you once. You were missing your front teeth, so you had a permanent blep going. But uh, you were super friendly and uh, one of the highlights of my stay for my very first time in the crazy tropical Chinese city of Hong Kong. Well, you did good. You did good, Ball Ball. You did real good. Okay, yo, thank you so much for coming on Party of One. This, is, this was a really good episode. <laughs> I feel it to my core. Thank you so much, Jeff. Thank you for introducing me to the Fate system. Of course. This is my this is my favorite role-playing game, and I'm really happy that we got to play it. As cats! As cats. As cats, no less. So real quick, before we wrap up, where can people find your work online? You can always uh, do a quick YouTube search for Uncle Yo. We are putting up some stuff from our Channel Awesome Improv uh, Comedy Night that happened this uh, past summer at Kineticon. Otherwise, you can always find me on Twitter, at Uncle Yo. Excellent. Well, thank you so much. This was a freaking blast, and I am going to throw it over to me in the future so that he can wrap up with the show. Take a future, me. Thanks, past me. And thanks again to Uncle Yo for coming on to the show. That game was really freaking good. Be sure to follow Uncle Yo on Twitter, at Uncle Yo, to keep a heads up on any projects that he's working on at the moment, because he's great, and you should be following him. Then, while you're on Twitter, you can follow this show at Party of One Pod, like the show on Facebook at facebook.com slash Podcast. If you really enjoyed the show, consider giving us a nice iTunes review, a social media shout-out, or a word-of-mouth recommendation. All of those things help the show find new listeners and do bigger, better, and cooler things. You can also consider backing our Patreon at patreon.com slash Podcast. Patreon backers get access to bonus audio, mini-podcasts, and interviews. And Patreon dollars help pay for hosting fees, equipment costs, convention appearances, and the like. You can find that at patreon.com slash partyofonepodcast. If you want to hear more from me, consider checking out All My Fantasy Children, the podcast in which Aaron Catano and I take your listener prompts and turn them into beautiful, thriving, vibrant role-playing game children. You can find that at allmyfantasychildren.libsyn.com. Party of One is produced and edited by Jeff Stormer and Jen Frank. All music for the show comes from the song Infinite Lives by Mega Ran featuring the D&D Sluggers. If you'd like to inquire about advertising rates coming onto the show, 
Or you'd like to see a picture of Cleo, who I love very much, even though she's sometimes very naughty, and had to be locked out of the bedroom while I record the intro and outro to this podcast because she tried to bat at a computer cable and I'm afraid that she's going to zap herself. But I love her very much and she's a very good cat. You can email me at partyofonepodcast at gmail.com. Well, that's it for me. Until next time, thank you so much for listening. Remember to fight the forces of fascism every single day. Remember that self-care and self-love are radical and defiant acts of resistance. Remember to show a little bit of love for the animals in your life that protect you. And party on.